0: This is the OzChina Business Channel with Stacey Martin, our Aus China Business Specialist and Expat Financial Advisor. Music Experts, information and ideas on how to navigate business opportunities in Asia. This is SME Radio, powered by Eagleways Radio and broadcasting from Vivo Café, Sydney.
1: Welcome to SME Radio. This is Oz China Business Channel, ACBC, where I'm Stacey Martin, and I'm talking to guests about helping SMEs do business in China. So today I'm really excited with our guest, Alina Bain. Alina Bain is the CEO of the Australian Services Roundtable. Now, not many people may have heard about the Australian Services Roundtable, but services is a really, really big part of the Australian economy. And it's where a lot of people, I think, sort of almost 90% of people work in small businesses, and many of them are in the services. So, uh, welcome, Elena. Thank you, Stacey. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. So, the Australian Services Roundtable, tell me a little bit more about who they
2: are and what they do. Sure, thanks. Um, The Australian Services Roundtable's primary objective is to enable the growth of a competitive services industry. So to help services firms to grow domestically, but also to seek out international opportunities. So you said services, not products. So what what are some of the key sectors and industries that you've been working with? It's a very broad industry, the services sector. As you know, it accounts for about 80% of um, Australia's gross domestic product and about four out of five people work in services so it is as broad as it sounds um, it covers if you look around the CBD most of the the offices and the, the businesses within the CBD are services it's financial services telecommunications IT along with professional services so we include there all our lawyers engineers accountants and so on it's a very broad sector wow so um
1: I understand one of the key focuses of your role is the various um, trade agreements, so so what
2: exactly is a trade agreement and why would they matter to SMEs? A trade agreement is a formalised agreement between either two countries or a number of countries um, which reflects either some existing obligations about how the two countries will deal with each other in terms of trade. or it might um, bring in some new obligations. So of course most people understand the tariff reductions as being a really important part of trade agreements, but for services, tariffs aren't relevant. So there are a whole range of different ways that trade agreements can help services firms and SMEs. It's about access to markets. It's about enabling services firms to move people to take in their business people, but also to be able to move data. And then of course for professional services firms like engineers and accountants, mutual recognition of their professional qualifications becomes really, really important.
1: So on uh, Oz, Oz China Business Channel here, obviously China is a key market that we're interested in. And the signing of the China-Australia free trade agreement uh, happened uh, obviously late last year. Mm-hmm. What what? what benefits would that bring for Australian SMEs looking to do business with China?
2: Um, Look, the benefits benefits are huge and we probably don't have time to go into all of them in, in a huge amount of detail, but China is our largest trading partner. So the agreement is an embodiment of that fantastic trading relationship. It formalises into a treaty a number of our existing arrangements with China and brings in um, a whole lot of new arrangements across the whole range of services sectors and particularly beneficial for, for SMEs. What we're going to see coming out of chapter is an increased level of trade between the two countries. And of course services firms feed off trade, whether it's goods, agriculture and other services firms. All of that is good for, for a services um, firm looking to internationalise and have a trading relationship um, with China. Um, in terms of the various benefits I guess. You have to look at each of the the sectors Um, there are new provisions around tourism um, and travel related services um, financial services in terms of improved market access um, telecommunications and guaranteed access there um, education um, and legal services also um, benefit from this, um, this agreement but importantly for small businesses I think it's the size of the market that will really benefit SMEs and the number of different opportunities that they can pursue but it's a vast country uh, which we might talk about shortly and uh, SMEs are going to need some help. Yeah totally so
1: look you recently went, went, when you were down in Canberra you met with the uh, small business minister the honourable Michael McCormack MP mm-hmm. uh, what were some of the insights uh, from that meeting uh, relevant to our SMEs?
2: Um, look I think importantly for SMEs is the minister's um, focus and emphasis on the importance of SMEs as the building blocks of growth for Australia and for jobs in Australia. Uh, He's very focused on that, as is the Australian Government, but the fact that we've got a portfolio purely for SMEs I think is is great for the sector. Um, His particular interest in our SME mentoring program which we can talk about in a minute and for services SMEs is to understand what they're all about you know what are the trigger points and what are the tough aspects for services firms what are they struggling with and what help do they need to grow internationally but also to grow domestically Um, so he is, is very focused on services firms and wants to understand what makes them tick. Okay, now you also uh, earlier in the year
1: led a trade mission to Indonesia,
2: Yes. Um, which sounds pretty exciting
1: but also a lot of hard work. You took a number of SMEs with you, uh, what were some of the learnings from that, how did people think differently as a result of going on the mission and you know, is it, is it good for people to sort of get there on the ground in the country that they're looking to, uh, to engage with in a business sense? Mm.
2: I think a trade mission is a great way for an SME to introduce themselves to the market if it is the right kind of trade mission. And ours was very targeted. It was targeted for SMEs and it was also targeted for SMEs working in the built and natural environment. So you need to tailor a trade mission as specific as that um, to make it work. And the program needs to do a couple of things. It needs to provide a platform for the SME to... Um, demonstrate their wares and their expertise and capability but it also needs to provide an opportunity for them to network and to meet other organisations who are currently in market or who are considering about going into market and I think the key thing with Indonesia it is vast in terms of infrastructure projects and um, the number and the scale is quite overwhelming so the key takeout for an SME is to um, get informed, network and get good advice.
1: Fantastic, and you um, mentioned before that the Australian Services Roundtable have recently set up a mentoring program for services, SMEs. What what prompted you to um, look at setting up such a program? What was the need that you thought needed filling and and, and how is the Australian Services Roundtable SME peer mentoring uh, program fulfilling that need?
2: Mm. Um, Stacey, it was a key learning out of the trade mission and it came out of an understanding that for SMEs, um, they are quite caught up in their day-to-day work. Um, For professional services, they see themselves within their profession, whereas there is a real need and an opportunity for services firms across all professions and across all sectors to come together and to learn from each other. The other key learning out of the train mission and my engagement with SMEs is that these are highly sophisticated firms, often established by people who have had many years of international experience. Um, So the opportunity for them to learn from each other and to leverage that experience was what prompted us to put this program in place. And it's unique because it is truly peer-to-peer mentoring. We give them some guidance, but it's the group learning from each other. And so
1: if an SME, a services SME, is interested in this program, how can they find out about it? Do they have to apply? You know, What what sort of people are you
2: looking for to be involved in the program? Um, We're looking for people who share ASR's vision for the services sector, who have an interest in growth domestically and have an interest in growing internationally not just for themselves but understand that the services firm um, is a network of individuals and firms um, who work better together and they can um, to get involved they can either contact you or they can go to our website and uh, and join there.
1: Fantastic. So we've been talking today to Alina Bain, CEO of the Australian Services Roundtable. And uh, as Alina mentioned, there's, uh, most of our economy is services. So this is a really, really critical time. And it's been great to have Alina on the show. And if you do want to find out any more about that SME mentoring program, Um, do contact us here or log on to Australian Services Roundtable. So thank you so much. And if you're running any more of those trade missions, I'm sure there's heaps of people out there who will be totally interested. Sounds like lots of fun as well as hard work. It is fun. Thanks, Stacey. Thanks, Alina.
0: SME Radio is backed by the power of the SME Association and its 30,000-strong national membership. For more information on the association and to become a member, please go to www.smea.org.au. listening to SME Radio this is a shameless plug for an advertiser sponsor or partner if you want your business name here and to reach our more than 33,000 members right across Australia then give us a call you can reach us via the website smeradio.com.au thanks for listening
1: and welcome to SME Radio. This is Oz China Business Channel and I'm Stacey Martin. So today in the studio we have uh, here Jennifer Fong. Jennifer Fong is a migration agent. So we're gonna learn today what a migration agent is, what they do, how they can help, and why this is important for many small businesses um, to know, particularly getting staff or looking to um, travel themselves and do business in other countries.
3: Um, So Jennifer, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, colleagues. (laughs) I, um, you
1: know, Australia is such a multicultural country now. You know, when I was growing up, there weren't that many people from other countries. But today, we're a real melting pot um, of people from all over the world. Um, And Jennifer, you've helped more than a thousand people come to Australia. Uh, in your business as a migration agent with Visa Corp. So Jennifer tell me what is in fact a migration agent? What do they do and how can they help people navigate this uh, this journey?
3: Okay, we facilitate the lodgement process of the application. Um, It is very common uh, when you apply for an application and for migration to a foreign country, um, you have a uh, very stressful process so what we do is um, we will facilitate all the process um, for the visa applicants for the business sponsors um, to ensure that the application stands the best prospect of success
1: Yeah because look there's a lot of websites and people think they can do it themselves, just jump on and go hey I want to go to another country, here's a form but it's way more complicated than that particularly if you're coming somewhere where it's not your native language You know, it must be quite difficult and obviously yourself you deal with a lot of people from Asian countries with your, um, I guess, multilingual capability.
3: Um, That's right. Um, I was from Indonesia, and I'm I'm a Chinese too, so I can basically speak five languages. Oh my God! And it is actually a benefit for me as a migration agent because um, what uh, you know in in, in daily practice, uh, it it always. more comfortable for the person uh, to take you as a um, the, the person you can trust with, um, you know, the language um, is, is also uh, a, a plus point as well um, for you to get close with the visa applicant.
1: Fantastic, and um, certainly a number of those visas. And I'll just turn now to the investor visa, that's been um, something that's on um, a number of people are interested in, and that's attracted a number of people from China. Um, So, you know, in terms of that particular visa, they don't actually have to have language skills. So it must be a comfort, you know, to work with you speaking in their own language.
3: That's correct. Um, Especially in Chinese market, um, as a migration agent, I do experience um, the language barrier will be the uh, the, the most difficult uh, for the applicant um, to sort of proceed with the application. Uh, there are certain uh, categories such as significant investors' visas um, that you do not need to meet the uh, language requirement, age requirement, uh, but also there are certain uh, visa category like, say, for example, if someone would like to apply for a straight permanent residency um uh, under business talent, then you yes you will need to have certain um, set of language uh, as well as the um, uh, other s- other point test systems skills. So as a registered migration agent, what we do is we assess the client. Um, there are certain different background of people, maybe certain set of age people, and and certain investments they can afford to, so this is where we sit down um, and and, and, uh, play our role uh, to assist them in finding the best suitable options of visas available. And
1: Australia has a lot of um, international students, that's been one of our great um, exports is the education uh, in Australia as one of our um, services. So a lot of these um, students presumably they want to stay in Australia, they're looking for jobs. Um, how, how do the students sort of navigate this um, and what are the uh, benefits for potentially for employers in uh, you know looking to this pool of talent for their businesses?
3: Um, In my daily practice, um, there is a lot of uh, students that already work with small businesses. They would like to stay uh, in Australia. Obviously, they love Australia after they've been here for a certain period of time. Um, They're looking uh, at Australia as their home. So what... We as um, migration agent, we normally will uh, sort of assi- assist the applicant with uh, assessment of whether uh, they will be qualified for skill migration, for example, or maybe they have employer that would like to sponsor or nominate them uh, for, for certain different visa category.
1: Now, interestingly, um, a lot of people looking to do business in China are looking for information on uh, what are the opportunities, how to navigate, um, but often they perhaps haven't realised there's um, Chinese um, the staff, their neighbours, friends. Um, for those people uh, listening uh, who are thinking about doing business in China, what what do you think they can learn from the people that are already here?
3: Um, obviously, the culture. Uh, I can sense that it's different culture, there's certain part of um, sensitivity um, and how you deal and, and, and talk uh, with the uh, Chinese market will obviously be different with what we experience here in Australia. So it is always good to engage with someone who knows China better than we are, um, maybe some of your staff who's having the um, Chinese background or um, anyone who can uh, have that culture.
1: So it sounds like this migration is a little bit more complicated, you know, uh, there are a number of lawyers practicing the area, accredited migration agents, um, and of course you're part of the industry body Migration Alliance. So what does Migration Alliance actually do for um, the members uh, in the industry?
3: I'm uh, taking the role as a Treasurer of Migration Alliance. Um, migration Alliance is a peak association body that we have approximately 4,500 migration agents as our member. Um, what we do is we protect our industry. Um, we provide the, our member with the most updated information about the um, the changes of the legislation as well as um, you know the, uh, what uh, industry or businesses will be benefit to um, Australia and, and as well as our industry. We have um, different sponsors um, that or will be related to our industry.
1: And and so that's a way that migration agents can leverage their businesses by being part of an industry body and tap into the services and the the relationships that um, you've built on behalf of your sort of members. That's correct. Now, migration is just the start of the process. People need to do a lot lot of other things. So I guess for, for businesses listening, they're probably thinking, well, how can I tap into the uh, people coming here? Uh, you know, banking, financial services, lifestyle, property. How, how do you help people navigate that?
3: Um, we have our website, www.migrationalliance.com. Com.au. Um, within that, uh, our website, we have a lot of different uh, industries um, that we promote, uh, which will we, we consider that will be benefit to our clients as well as our members.
1: And if someone's looking to employ staff overseas, that's a whole other um, ball game. So again, I guess it's really important to get advice from someone uh, who is accredited that can navigate that for them.
3: Yes, it is always a frustrating um, process of the um, um, complicated um, application. So it is always better for the businesses to approach a registered migration agent, um, which you can go through our website or, or you can contact me directly at Visacorp, uh, www visacorp.com.eu. Great, so we've been um,
1: chatting today to um, Jennifer Fong from Visa Corp. Uh, Visa is owned by Liana Allen who runs Migration Alliance and, and obviously you, you guys work very closely. Uh, in fact, you've been on some business missions with other professionals, um, getting there on the ground and um, meeting with clients. So are there any sort of last-minute tips for people on how to navigate the migration landscape?
3: Yes, um, always approach a migration agent for first assessment uh, we normally will not charge a fee, so it, it is good for you to start calling a migration agent to talk to and discuss of what your future needs and what you would like to do. So it gives you an idea um, and, and some background of how to, how and where to start. And um, many people
1: have tried to do it themselves and come across us. So definitely get with a ma- registered migration agent, and um, Jennifer and the team at Visa Cork, or through the network of four thousand agents at Migration Alliance. Um, can ensure you get the best experience uh, for your business, the staff that you employ and any business or, or other travel requirements. So thanks for joining us today uh, on China Business Channel. Thank you. Thank you.
0: This is SME Radio, powered by Eagle Ways Radio and broadcasting from Vivo Cafe, Sydney. Want to reach more small business owners? We can help. Advertise with us and connect with more than 30,000 SMEs across Australia. Smeradio.com.au <music>